Welcome to the Hunters and Unicorns 2020 Mastery Mission. Essential listening for sales professionals on the quest for mastery. Shorter episodes, huge impact. The 2020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Are you on the mission? Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. Welcome to Hunters and Unicorns, the 2020 Mastery Mission. 20 guests, 20 topics for 20 minutes. We're here to unlock the tribal wisdom from the legends of Texas to help you get one step closer to mastery. I'm Simon Kutis and I'm joined by my co-host, Oli Kune. Welcome to the show, everyone. And it's an absolute pleasure to be joined today by Kira McQuaid. Kira, welcome to the show. Hi, gents. Thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure, Kira, and absolute delight to have you on the show today. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. Amazing. Indeed, indeed. By the way of an introduction, Kira, you're currently Regional Vice President UKNI at Data Robot. You've come from the public sector, transitioned into sales, into the world of tech sales, um, had a fantastic career in tech sales, and then obviously you were part of the incredible, incredible success story at UpDynamics, where you were obviously working very closely with the likes of Jeremy Duggan, Steve McCluskey, and, and, and more recently you obviously joined DataRobot, where you're continuing your, your amazing work and, and really kind of establishing just such a phenomenal reputation uh, within the industry. So welcome to the show. You have 20 minutes, Kira. Could you please introduce your topic? Thank you. That's a, it's quite the overview, and thank you for that. So appreciate that. Um, yeah, so the topic that I'm going to talk about today is really demystifying the medic world for people that are not familiar with it. Coming into this space, it's changed dramatically in the last few years. How do people that really want to tap into this wealth of uh, information and this network, how can they figure out where the right home is for them? Which house of medic is best suited for them? It's an incredible subject and one that's really dear to our heart and, you know, a subject that we're super keen to discuss today, Kira. So thank you for bringing it. So I think a great place to, for us all to start is is really understanding, you know, what medic is and, and maybe some of the, the misconceptions of what people think medic is. Yeah, many people have just heard like the, the big dollar signs and then some horrendous stories that they've heard about what's happened within the network but actually it's significantly more nuanced than that uh, as as many things are so it's really trying to what I want to talk about is really trying to understand where it's grown from what it's grown into and then the different ways in which different organizations leverage it and the culture that goes around it which means that every organization that leverages it does it in a very slightly different way and therefore for every candidate that comes into this network, finding the right fit for them is really, really important. In, in terms of the actual, I think a really good place to start with this, uh, Kira, is to go straight into the fact that, you know, you, you have been able to categorize that there are different variations of, you know, this medic community. But where did it all start from? Let's just go right from the beginning. So, you know, take us to the beginning and, 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 and help us understand and really analyze what, what the variations are. Well, really, it, it's a number of different factors. It's the medic, but it's also the market in which it's grown up within. So it really started as a qualification methodology in PTC. You guys have talked about it time and time again, and I had some of the legends on here talking about it. 
themselves. So I'll I'll let them go into the detail around it. Essentially, what it was is looking at indicators of success within a deal cycle and being able to then qualify and quantify continually that you're being able to meet them so that you can spot risks, gaps in your deals, and then plan for them accordingly. What grew out of that, however, is a thought process. And what it really took is the art of sales and added a science around it. It's more the thought process rather than just that qualification methodology of medic. It's the playbook that it grew into. And what that really meant is anybody that was involved within this space continually evaluated their business and the businesses around them and looked for indicators of success then quantified those and measured them continuously to see if they were good indicators of success. If they were, they got inputted back into the process. So what we see is a constant evolution of medic dependent upon the organization that they're in and that's using it, dependent upon the marketplace that they're in, dependent upon how they want to apply that within their organization. So it's grown from purely a qualification methodology into a thought process that's applicable at many different stages of building a business, whether that's the leading indicators or looking at the ICE criteria for recruitment. It's just continually refining what we do into an ability to quantify it, measure it and improve it. And for a candidate, someone really thinking about this space, why is that? Why is it significant to really understand this you know, the variations in particular. One is understanding medic and then understanding how it's applied in different organizations. So if I go to some sort of extreme examples, you've got organizations that leverage medic and it's purely tick boxes that it's in a in a sales force opportunity they have to click into. Whereas at the opposite end of the spectrum, you've people that have really embodied it and embedded it in every aspect of what they do within the organization. It's the common language amongst all aspects from top down and across different roles, whether technical or sales. It also is constantly evolved and it's and decisions are made based against medic. It's how the business is driven versus again back at that other end merely a qualification of of where you're at today in a deal and not even to a huge degree of detail so if we were to really start taking this apart Kira I think it would be really useful if we can help you know help to again kind of untangle some of this in in the best way that we can can we be kind of a bit more specific about, you know, what are the variations? You know, you talk about the four, the four houses. So let, let, let's go into that a little bit more, if that's okay. So in terms of looking at different characteristics and how to figure out which house of medic you would sit within, there are a couple of common characteristics. There are a couple of characteristics that I would look at. One is the application of medic within the organization. The second one is the market in which it's applied. And that could be pre-IPO, post-IPO, mature market space, commoditized space. The third one is leadership and culture. And what does that really mean? And how does that wrapping really impact the way in which medics uh, taught and enabled and how that overall organization runs and how the people are motivated within that organization to achieve the best possible outcomes. And the final one is really the performance and the rewards around it. And that really looks at it from both like a risk perspective in terms of very early stage organizations and deciding there whether that's the best place to learn it. Or maybe you're looking at it in a more established space, but also what you're really looking for there is 
have they got high performance with delivering against it and do you get high rewards with it so for me it's the application of medic it's understanding the marketplace in which it's applied it's understanding the leadership and culture that envelops how it's all delivered and built and the final bit is the performance and the the rewards that you get from that so let's go through each of those if that's okay in a little bit more detail so let's start with the that you mentioned about the maturity um, of it you, you, you've spoken about that kind of spectrum someone that enters that space how different is one side of the spectrum to the other I think I think that on the surface it looks somewhat similar and that's part of the challenge of new people coming in is we're still applying the logic of medic to a deal it's in the practicalities of what that means so if i look for example in what we do because we're growing we've grown our deal size is 299% in a year, we've really had to figure out, constantly evaluate and do a lot of understanding about how Medic works in this space. What are the metrics that really matter? Because the customers sometimes, they're not clear themselves, so you have to go on that journey with them. So it's really about having true champions built in, in a very deep and meaningful way because you need to be the trusted advisor that's going on that journey with them. Because there's not necessarily budget allocated already in these spaces, we're trying to identify who a potential EB even possibly could be. We're going to areas of the business that hadn't even thought about purchasing something like this before. They thought that that would be owned in a very different space. So for us, it's much more experimental and leveraging the foundations of it, applying it constant reevaluation and then feeding that back into the process. What I see more typically in much more mature or more commoditized spaces, it's much faster paced. It's much clearer in terms of who the EB tends to be, what the metrics are. And it's about building those deals in a much more scalable fashion. And they tend to be executed in such a way that the the champions on the other side, they know what they want and what they're looking for effectively. They're deciding if you're the best place for that. So it's a slightly different conversation that we're having. It's more building a trusted advisor and a vision and then figuring that all out with Medic versus going and executing efficiently and effectively continuously in a slightly more commoditized space. So as we're obviously looking at how somebody can align themselves to the right, let's call it house at this stage, around this particular part and this particular subject, what are some of the questions that somebody should be asking themselves of, you know, whether that's the right environment and which end of the spectrum they should be looking at? Perfect. I think that it's a, it's a great question. I think you want to understand how you learn best. For me, AppDynamics, for example, was a great space for me because coming into it and being very new in this space, I liked the fact that there was quite a few examples of what good looked like already within that organization. I think it would be very intimidating if I was to start my first medic experience in like a series A or B organization. For me, that's just not what would have driven me in the best possible way. I also know that like within those types of organizations, scale as well matters in terms of the number of individuals in an organization. For me, I don't work well when I'm on my own. I also don't necessarily work well in a massive organization that's got a huge amount of process around it. So when I look at the organizations and the maturity and the scale of them, when, you're, when I think about new candidates coming in, I'm thinking about where do they work best? 
Where do they learn best? How do they learn best? And then trying to attribute that to the different environments that are appearing in front of them. So obviously we've, we've just spoken about the importance of our understanding, the kind of the maturity from a sales operating rhythm, but how, how can we also assess the, the maturity of the market? I know you touched on that briefly, but you know, again, what, what does it look like in different environments? And, and how, how can someone really qualify what that environment is really going to, going to be like when they do land in, in that company? So I think it's absolutely crystal clear that um, the market has shifted dramatically in the last few years between the demand and supply for medic-based salespeople and medic-based organizations. So first thing is, I think that it's really important for individual contributors that are coming into having this conversation to feel that they are confident enough to ask questions, to do their own analysis. Back in the day, back when I started, there was only really three options if you wanted to really learn medic. There was BMC, MongoDB, and AppD. And the, the volume of trained medic-based salespeople was extremely low. Um, that's shifted dramatically. As you mentioned earlier on, you've got the likes of VCs investing a huge amount within this space. Why? Because it works, because it continuously works. It builds scalable and successful businesses. So now you've got a breadth of organizations, all who have decided to evolve medic into their own way to apply it in their own market spaces. But you don't have a breadth of of salespeople who've got that level of experience. There's a huge amount of people there with potential that those organizations are trying to attract. So I think the first thing is for, for individual contributors to sit back and figure out what their own personal drivers are and what the questions are that they want to ask. It may be around maturity of that market space. It may be around the leadership style. It may be around what continuous enablement there is. It may be around the network that they get into or the growth potential and the opportunity for promotions within those organizations. I think the first thing is maybe not just focus around the maturity aspect of it, but to really challenge yourself on what is really going to be important to you in the short and in the long term? Because you want to be able to go into this space, making sure that you've committed and making an investment in your career into, like I said, the MBA for sales for the next two to three years. And to do that, you need to be able to question the organization that you're going into. And for me, I would, um, I would certainly start to raise red flags if that organization wasn't open to having questions. If you weren't able to speak to some of the employees that are currently there within the organization, you can also do a huge amount of external analysis on organizations to figure out as you said, to the maturity of the market space. Look on Gartner, look on what's been said within the market space. How long has that particular market been around for? How many significant players are there within that space? If it's a very early stage organization, again, how much investment is going into that from the VCs? Do they see that as a significant growth industry? What are the analysts saying about this space? What is the total addressable market measure for that space and how many competitors are in it. There's different ways of looking at it, but the first thing that's most important is figuring out what's actually important to you before you meet any of these organizations so that you can continue refine it throughout the conversation. 
It's a perfect segue to start talking about the third point, which is leadership. For me, if you ask a leader what their foundational principles are in terms of how they run their organization, that's a very broad and an open question, but it can lead you to some really deep and meaningful insights into how that organization's being led. For example, for us, we very much base it on the culture code. It's about creating a safe environment for people to feel that they can share their losses, their wins, their challenges, so that we can all learn and grow together. It's about me being vulnerable and I'm incredibly self-deprecating, me being vulnerable in front of them and sharing whenever I've got a challenge. Because what's really, what I think has made data robot grow so well and so quickly and having such a collaborative nature, especially in, in the UK and I, is everybody feels safe to let each other know if they don't understand something or if they need help. Because we've established an environment where everybody wants to just be one dollar ahead of the next and they want everybody to feel like they're winning. We don't have the cliques and the pedestals that people are put on and you know in other organizations you've got um, some parts of the organization feel that you have to close a million dollars before you're even allowed to ask certain questions in meetings and stuff. That just doesn't work well for us. Like I said, we're in an environment where we're learning a lot in an immature market space. So we need all of these bloody smart people that we've hired to be able to feel safe, to go experiment, get creative and come back and share their learnings. Um, so it's a long-winded answer to say, I think go with the basics. Uh, understand how you're being treated in the interview process because that's likely to be an indication of how you're going to be treated when you're in the organization. Also, just ask them what their principles are of leadership. And in the same way that we do when we are in an interview process, we ask about the scenarios that really come to the crux of how somebody behaves and who they are as an individual. Ask them how they handle themselves when something goes wrong. What would happen in one or two particular scenarios? And just see if the fit is right for you. Because like I said, there's there's no bad house of medic. It's just the right fit for the right people. I think there's a huge amount of judgment in it, but actually what works for one in one environment and for one type of individual just won't work for the other. And it's bad to say that we, we rank them against each other. It's about the individual figuring out what works for them. Just to summarise, I standing for intelligence, coachability, characteristics, sorry, character and experience. Correct. Um, uh, so we've, we've spoken about the maturity, we've spoken about the market, we've spoken about leadership, which I think is the perfect kind of the, the, the final bit is, you know, the success, right? And, and, and you know, what does it look like and, and what are we looking for? If, if I'm going to join an organization, what would be the indicators of, you know, that, that, that it works in, in your mind? Well, hard dollars is, is the, the obvious answer there. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are the growth rates looking like? What kind of deals are being done? How consistently are those deals being done? You can ask for this data and insight. What are the results across a team and an organization? For example, do you have one to two people that are doing two to 300, 400% plus and nobody else hitting 100%? Do you have an average of overachievement with people 
be highly successful. Understanding a little bit about that distribution of success within an organization, then how that necessarily translates to their pay and being able to then compare that between different organizations. So for me, the results are at a company level, are we growing? Are they developing? Are they developing their regions? Are they building scalable, successful businesses? Are they developing land and expand deals? Are the deal sizes going up? Are they going from one-year deals to three-year deals? Then at an individual rep level, what is the distribution of success within that team? What are the rewards for that success? Amazing. Great. I think, um, you know, Kira, this is the point where we kind of reflect on what, you know, what, what are the things that our guys, you know, the people that are listening, the, the guys and girls that are listening to this podcast, what should they try? Having, having heard you today, Kira, what, what is it that you would really encourage them to do if they're thinking about this, uh, entering this space? I would encourage them to treat finding their next role like the biggest deal in their life. I want them to go away and think about how they would run a sales cycle and it would be figuring out what does good look like, challenging themselves on it more than once and not just doing it as a one-off exercise, continually challenging themselves and what does good look like. Then go and do their research and have conversations to ensure that their understanding is correct. The third thing I would say is when you make the investment to go into this space, really challenge yourself on what your support network looks like and what you're going to do when you have the tough days and the good days. But what are you going to have? What are you going to do when you have the tough days? What is your coping mechanisms, your support network around? Because it's one of the things I have a lot of conversations around with individuals before they come in is this is going to be a steep uphill ramp. You're going to learn and develop more than you probably ever done in your entire career. But that comes at a cost. It's hard. And therefore, make sure that you've got the right mechanisms and the right support around you to encourage you and support you during that. And also feel free to reach out to me personally. But for individual contributors, I want you to go away. I want you to really challenge yourself on what good looks like for you as a person and your life. I want you to go and do your research, have conversations. And then when you make that commitment knowingly make that commitment as a, a an investment in your career not just for one year or a quick paycheck it needs to be the investment to learn this to grow and develop because it will set up the rest of your career so treat it like the biggest deal you've ever done in your life some great advice there i think um some some great very practical advice kira so I, I've really enjoyed this this, this episode today because I, I think we've really touched on some real kind of fundamentals in, in a world, you know, which is overinflated, you know, over 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 competitive, more VC money than perhaps since. We're also seeing now the other extreme where the big boys, you know, the, the big, big technology companies are also applying a bit of medic within their sales process. So I, I think it's really easy to, to get lost in this world and, and really kind of make assumptions about what it is and what it isn't. And I think what, what you've really helped us understand here is that what it is and what it isn't is probably less important than understanding what is right for you and really being able to ascertain what is it and does it really fit with myself and therefore be able to really make uh, the, the right step because the right environment for someone entering this space can be transformational. There's no denying that. 
but the, the, the effort and the work and the de- dedication and really getting out of your comfort zone is, a, is an essential component of that. And if you're not really, if you have to be true to yourself to really sign up to that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think that there are many options now open to candidates when they're coming into this space. It's figuring out how to differentiate between them and then where which one's the best fit for you. Absolutely incredible. Well, Kira, thank you so much for coming on the show. I completely echo what Simon said there. I think there's a lot of misconceptions around medic and the environments i definitely don't think you can judge a book by its cover and yeah i think you've you've got to go out there and speak to great people like yourself to see if you know it's going to be the right environment the right person for you so thanks ever so much for sharing that information but look to all of our viewers and our listeners we've hoped you've enjoyed this session if you've liked what you've heard please do like share and subscribe but again a massive thank you to you kira for joining us today and we look forward to welcoming every everybody back for another mastery session soon thank you have you enjoyed the session today be sure to let us know how you got on with the tips and please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content are you on the mission the 2020 mastery mission is brought to you by soap the global recruitment partner for the playbook community check out so for more information